Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 7 o'clock hour underway here on 106.7 The Fan Overtime with Danny Noakes tonight. Connor in studio producing the show. 800-636-1067 is that MGM National Harbor listener line. Jump in on the conversation if you want. We've got the phone lines wide open all show long. Plenty to get to. More commanders coming your way here over the next couple of minutes. We also got to get to the Capitals this hour. The Caps dropping yet another game last night, this time at home to an Anaheim Ducks team that's at the bottom of their respective division this year. And more bad news for the Caps as they sold off a couple of their better assets on a couple of, or not a couple of nights ago, just uh, last night, as a matter of fact, getting a couple of picks in return. The rebuild appears to be underway, but they might be trying to do it on the fly. We're going to talk about that coming up next. But right now, the Washington Commanders are supposedly being shopped around by Dan Snyder and his family. And the news yesterday was that Jeff Bezos hired an investment firm for a potential commander's bid. Now, the investment firm that he hired goes by the name of Allen & Company. The firm has handled the two most recent sales of NFL franchises. If you'll remember, the Denver Broncos took place in 2022, and the Carolina Panthers also sold back in 2018. The other thing to note here about Jeff Bezos is that he was sniffing around the Denver Broncos last year in their potential sale as well. So the report yesterday with Bezos hiring Allen and company to potentially bid on the Washington Commanders, that report came from the Washington Post. Mark Mask, Nikki Javavala, and Liz Clark all contributing to said report. It broke later in the day yesterday, but it was somewhat of a bombshell. And again, something that I think a lot of folks, not just here in Washington, D.C., but around the league, were sort of waiting for. The latest word is that Dan Snyder is not going to sell the Commanders franchise for less than $6 billion. Honestly, it's hard to blame him. It's hard to blame Dan Snyder for, for seeking a price tag that high because anyone that comes in and buys this team should be aware that the franchise very much is a sleeping giant. And although you have a very, very large amount of apathetic fans in this area, not just because you have the name change and... 30 years of mistakes and embarrassments and scandal since Dan Snyder became the owner. Not quite 30 years at that point, but it's obviously been over 30 years 
since that franchise has been back to the Super Bowl or an NFC Championship game. So you can understand where that comes from. Not to mention the Washington, D.C. area is a very transient area, and there are people from all over the world, from all over the country. So it's a mixed bag when it comes to what teams are, certain people are fans of and, and, and that sort of thing. So it can get a little bit complicated. But the NFL, it would appear, wants Jeff Bezos to make a bid on the commanders. And it makes sense. They probably would love the security that comes with getting the third richest person in the world and their money to invest in one of the teams of a league that you also have stake in. So to me, that makes a lot of sense. And it would really close the door, you would think, on this whole commander saga, the sale of the team rather quickly because no one's going to be able to outbid Jeff Bezos. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a big barstool guy. I don't really consume any of their content myself, and, and that's not for any other reason than it's just not my thing. Uh, but I, I, I do still follow PFT Commenter on Twitter, and I heard that he was on with B. Mitch and Finley today, right here on 106.7 The Fan, B. Mitch and Finley on from 10 to 2 on the weekdays. And I thought PFT actually made some good points, and he basically said that Bezos has FU money. and. What that means is that he has enough money to essentially do whatever he wants. And PFT went on to say that he doesn't really have to play by anyone else's rules because of his net worth. In this process, that's absolutely true. And you could make the case that that is true outside of just talking about the Washington Commanders as well. But as PFT also added, Bezos is not going to go through the motions to try and get this team to be told no. You can't buy the team. And, and I think that's a really good point. I can't imagine that he's going to get involved and not end up buying the team. Because, again, no one can outbid him. He's the third richest person in the world. His net worth is around $119 billion. And that's after splitting up with his wife and having to give up some of his net worth in the divorce as well. So uh, it's it, it, he could have even more money. And at one point, he did. But the only unknown, the only other known bidder on the commander so far is Josh Harris, who toured Washington's facility last month. The guy that grew up in the D.C. area, but he owns the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. And he also is a limited partner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is interesting because I would have figured that you couldn't have stocker ownership in multiple NFL teams, but I, I guess that's not a rule. 800-636-1067. That's the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. That's where we're going to go right now. Let's go to Jensen, who is in Burtonsville. Jensen, thanks so much for calling in. How's everything going tonight? It's going well. Uh, you know, as a local fan, you know, I've been following the uh, ins and outs of uh, the possible sale of the Redskins franchise. But honestly, uh, what I'm really calling about is uh, how do you classify this as a bombshell in any regard? Uh, it's clear that uh, the team is being shopped, and Bezos' name has been around for quite some time. So I'm I'm failing to follow the bombshell part. Well, this is the first concrete step that Jeff Bezos has taken to purchasing the Commanders. Up until this point, it's been all assumptions. It's just been, oh, 
He owns the Washington Post. He's got the money to do it. He's gone after an NFL team before. This is the first actual step that he's been taken to try and buy the team, which is not unlike the Snyders hiring Bank of America to also try and sell the team. It's the first concrete step. There's a lot of steps that it's going to take to make it happen, but this is the first actual step. Yeah, that's a good point. I got it. I think, uh, you know, I think it'd be refreshing to get some new ownership in here and sure. get some new branding on uh, what direction this team's going on. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to the whole situation unfolding and see where it goes. Yeah, Jensen, thank you so much for the call. It's a good question. And I know a lot of fans out there, myself included, looking forward to not only the, the sale process actually getting going because I, I get it. I, I know where I know where Jensen's head at, trust me. I it's it's the sort of thing where there's been a, there's been so much noise, there's been so much smoke, but where's the actual fire, right? When is it actually gonna start to happen? And when it when it comes to the sale of these major sports franchises, it always seems like it it drags on forever and ever, but it it to me it makes sense that it would take even longer when you're talking about a team that's going to be worth six billion dollars, and it'll definitely be the the highest bid for any NFL team uh, that's that's ever been sold. I don't really have any doubt about that that it'll eclipse what the Denver Broncos went for last year. But it's a good question, and I I, I understand too that it's definitely not a guarantee that Jeff Bezos would would be the next. Uh, the next owner of the Washington Commanders. This is just a, a step that he has taken to get himself to to really officially throw his hat in the mix. And I guess technically you can't officially say he officially threw his hat into the mix until he actually puts a bid on the team. But he is taking steps to do that by hiring the investment firm Allen and Company, which has also handled, if you're just tuning in, the two most recent sales of the franchises in the NFL being the Broncos and the Panthers from back in 20. Uh, the Broncos in 2022, the Panthers in 2018. So it's all interesting. We're, we're all just kind of waiting to see what happens next. It, it, we're not, we haven't even had the chance. I, I didn't even have plans to talk about the sale of the Washington Nationals. There could be two teams in the district getting sold in the next 365 days, which would just be bonkers. Now, the, the Nationals are in a much different situation, of course, because they're not worth six billion dollars you know they're they're in fact i think they were pegged somewhere between two and three maybe they were pegged at four and the bids were coming in at two or three i know the sale of the nats has not been going quite as smooth as as the commanders has if you can even call what's happening with the commanders smooth but it, it just seems like the commanders are in a better position and more likely to get the money that Dan Snyder is asking for. And I guess it's not the commanders getting the money. It's Dan Snyder getting the money, but they're more likely to actually get the bid that they're looking for. I think than the nationals are, especially with where the nationals are right now. 2019 world series is amazing, right? It's it's for, for you out there listening. And for me, it's, it's one of our most cherished memories and it always will be, but for someone coming in for someone that's going to be investing in the franchise going forward, you can't really even look at that because there's hardly anybody left from that team anymore that's that's still in the clubhouse at, at Nats Park. But you know, you, you you've got a completely uh, ca a new cabinet stocked with new assets who who could turn out to be very similar to the farm system that you built to get you to the World Series. But it it also might not go quite as well. So it's it's a game. Amble, and I think that is is being uh, it's it's shaking out just like that in terms of the bids that the Nats 
are fielding versus what the commanders are. So we'll step aside here. We'll take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll switch things up. We've been talking some football, but next we will go to the ice. Things looking a little grim for the Caps right now. Season's not over despite yet another loss last night and trading away a couple of key contributors from this team. We'll dive into the news on the Caps coming up next year on 106.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Taking a little break from the Washington Commanders talk here this segment and... Well, we'll say for the rest of this hour as well, because we're going to move on to the ice where the Washington Capitals are back in action tomorrow night. They also played last night, and things really have seemed to change overnight for this team. Now, last night dropped a game to a bad Anaheim Ducks team. I mentioned Anaheim on Wednesday night. They're at the bottom of their respective division this season, and Mentioned that this game against the Ducks was a chance to really get back on track for the Caps. Caps had lost five in a row. That obviously has gone up to six games in a row now. But you figured with Ovechkin coming back, and on Wednesday night we weren't sure if he was going to come back, but Ethan Cadeau, who who joined us that evening uh, for NBC Sports Washington, covers both the Capitals and the Commanders, said that he wouldn't be in the least bit surprised if Ovi, who had just returned to D.C. on Wednesday, would be back in the lineup on Thursday night to compete. Lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. But Ovi did not get on the board with a goal last night, and the Capitals did not get back in the win column last night. So that was troubling in and of itself. But right before the game started, the team announced that it had traded Dmitry Orlov and Garnett Hathaway, a couple of defensemen, to the Boston Bruins who are the NHL's best team so far this season for three draft picks and one player. They got a first, a second, and a third each over the next three years. And then Craig Smith, also the, a player that was uh, received by the Capitals in return for Dmitry Orlov and Garnett Hathaway. 800-636-1067. Well, how did that make you feel? Dmitry Orlov, one of the few members left on the Capitals that was a part of the 2018 Stanley Cup Championship winning squad. And his departure certainly hits hard as the Caps now have just seven players left on their roster from the Stanley Cup win back 
in 2018. I got a text from my brother and my dad last night. One, actually, both of my brothers and my dad last night about Orlov being dealt to the Boston Bruins. And it wasn't anger. It wasn't uh, frustration. It was just a bummer to see that happen because Orlov was someone that had been relatively consistent, I think, for this team. Someone on the defensive side of the ice that was really just able to to get the job done a lot of times. And as we saw in 2018, he was a big part of that squad. And, and Garnett Hathaway, too, is someone that I thought was a really good player. He had really become a beloved player. I think his, his offense was somewhat underrated. You know, he was someone that wasn't afraid to get in front of the net, get down and dirty, try and get some ugly, dirty, icky goals, right? And he was also someone that wasn't afraid to drop the gloves and fight, which... You know, there there were a couple of those in the Caps game last night. Tom Wilson winning one of them. And McElrath getting involved, I believe, in, in one of those fights as well. And the Caps went 2-0 and in fights, but they went 0-1 where it matters, and that's the win-loss column. Now, the, the trade for Garnett Hathaway, or trading away, rather, Garnett Hathaway and Dmitry Orlov is clearly an indication that the Caps are going into a version of a rebuild. Now... What I mean by that is they traded away two pieces that have value in return for draft picks, right? Craig Smith might not even play a single game for the Caps. With the trade deadline looming, a lot of folks think that he could be involved in another deal that they could send him elsewhere. Now, we'll have to see if that ultimately shakes out, but you don't just trade away two guys that would get significant ice time for draft picks if you weren't trying to restock the shelves a little bit. Now... Why I say that it's a version of a rebuild and maybe not a complete rebuild. Well, first of all, they're never going to trade Ovechkin away. That's something that I don't think you ever, ever, ever have to worry about. But Ovechkin is obviously untouchable. They will keep him in that Caps uniform, whatever it takes. Ted Leonsis, Brian McClellan, they are not going to let him go. I would probably put another couple of guys like Backstrom and Wilson potentially in that in that conversation as well. Uh, you know... I don't, but I don't think someone like Evgeny Kuznetsov is is necessarily off the table for that because I'd imagine that they're going to look for guys that have value to trade to to teams that are missing a piece that might be able to go chase the Stanley Cup and bring in some draft picks. But the Caps, it seems, might be going for a more rebuild on the fly approach where they're keeping the core together, right? Ovi, Kuzi, Backy, Wilson, all those guys are are still there, and they're going to try and sort of rejuvenate the the team by injecting some other guys into the lineup that would be though if they weren't done here at the trade deadline uh which is like i said looming so the next couple of days will be important to monitor exactly how the caps are proceeding when it comes to the trade deadline and and what other moves they might make the game itself last night was a 4-2 final score caps led in this game Two different times, and they allowed the Ducks to get back into it. Nick Jensen, one of the Caps' two goal scorers, set a new single-season career high in points. He's got 22 on the year. Uh, just the second goal of the year there for Nick Jensen. But also, I, I, it, it seemed when, when Gustafson launched that shot at the top of the net, and, and it was, I believe, Oshie that deflected it in, it seemed like the Caps really needed that goal and that it was going to potentially propel them to a win. But they just weren't really able to finish off some of those possessions where they were getting good looks 
and they let the Ducks get back into it, and, and the Ducks ended up stealing the game away. Now, 4-2 to two was the final score because the Ducks got an empty netter, but the Capitals stood at 62 points on the season. They're tied with the Buffalo Sabres in the Metro Division, and they're one point behind the Pittsburgh Penguins, two points behind the Florida Panthers. Now, n- uh, neither of those teams are in the playoffs right now, as it were. The season ended today. The Panthers with 64 points. The Detroit Red Wings also have 64 points. And the Detroit Red Wings are a team that the Capitals just got beat by earlier this week. But Detroit sits in the final wild card spot right now. And the Islanders have the top wild card spot at 67 points. So I mentioned Anaheim was a game and a really good chance for the Caps to to get back on the winning track of things. And it's really not going to get any easier as the Caps are back at home on Saturday afternoon for a 1 p.m. puck drop on ABC against the New York Rangers. Rangers are a good team, right? Shesterkin in goal. They're, they've got some some really good goal scorers as well. Guys that have been thorns in the side of, of the Capitals for, for several years at this point. But the Rangers is a team third in the Metro Division, 75 points, sitting comfortably in the playoffs right now. They're probably not going to have to worry about even sliding back into one of the wildcard spots unless they play some really bad hockey over the next couple of months. But two teams, Rangers, Caps, they've only played once so far this season, and they played on December 27th, two days after Christmas. And it was a game that the Capitals won 4 to nothing on the road up there at the Garden. It just made me think, my, things sure have changed since December, man. December was a great month for the Capitals. They they had an incredible record. I was just going back to look at the box score to that game between the Rangers and the Caps from December 27th just to get a read on what the first matchup was like. And the headline for the game recap was surging Capitals shut out Rangers for nothing. And I just remember thinking, man, they they were they were on a roll at that point and they played really good hockey throughout the month of December. I I was there to watch Ovechkin pass Gordie Howe with goals 801 and 802 in the game before against the Winnipeg Jets right before they played the Rangers. That was right before Christmas. It was on December 23rd. They were playing some good hockey back then. Uh, but that was also the night against Winnipeg. Ovi broke the Gordie Howe's record with 802. It was also the last time we saw John Carlson because John Carlson took a puck off his face in that game and has... Uh, obviously not since returned to the lineup, and I don't know if I would expect that to happen at all this season. So that's going to do it for our Caps segment. Caps again, 1 p.m. puck drop on ABC tomorrow against the New York Rangers. You'll be able to listen to it right here on 106.7 The Fan. For now, we'll step aside. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into the Wizards. Washington also in action tonight. First game back since the All-Star break. We'll look at what's going on with them, give you a scoreboard update, and talk some hoops with you coming up next on 106.7 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. couple of segments left here in the 7 o'clock hour. Hit us up if you want to jump in on the conversation. 800-636-1067. That's the MGM National Harbor listener line. The Washington Wizards back out to a lead here tonight and back in action for the first time since the All-Star break. Wiz at home hosting the New York Knicks Capital One Arena. And with just about a minute to go here in the first quarter, it's the Wizards with a nine-point lead, 36-27, the score they lead the New York Knicks. Leading the Wizards in scoring out the gate with 19 points is Kristaps Porzingis. 19 points in 11 minutes so far. He's added three rebounds and an assist to go along with it. No other Wizard right now has surpassed four points. Now, you do have Monty Morris, who does have four points, but Bradley Beal was a question mark heading into this game. We were wondering whether or not Beal would suit up. He was questionable coming into it. Three points so far in 11 minutes. He and Porzingis have each played 11 minutes. He's added four assists and a block to go along with the points that he's put up so far. So Porzingis, a former New York Knick, giving his old team the business there with 19 points with just about a minute to go there in the first quarter. But... uh, I usually opt for the more negative tone around the Wizards, but tonight we'll keep it a little bit more positive. Even if I think the franchise is kind of perpetually stuck spinning in an average state. That is, they aren't bad, but they're not particularly good. It would be nice to see them take a step forward to the point where they're getting out of the play-in section of the playoffs. And speaking of which, the, the New York Knicks tonight entered entered the game with the Wizards, sixth in the Eastern Conference just clear of the four play-in spots for the team 7 through 10 in the Eastern Conference. Now, the Wizards came into tonight on a three-game win streak, so they closed out right before the All-Star break very strong, but they're a little bit all over the place this season, right? 15 and 17 against the Eastern Conference here in 2023, but they've already played 
the Knicks a couple of times this season, and it was the Knicks getting the first uh, the fir- a win in the first matchup in D.C. back on January 13th. It was a narrow four-point win for the Knickerbockers. And then you had the Wizards take game two of the matchups of 2023 up at Madison Square Garden just five days later on January 18th by a score of 116 to 105. So this is their third meeting of the season tonight, and the two teams will play one more time on April 2nd. The Wizards' last two wins are over the Timberwolves most recently and also the Portland Trailblazers. Both games were part of a little three-game road trip there before the All-Star break. And now that they're back, it'll be interesting to see how the Wizards decide to go about the rest of the season here. Obviously, the trade deadline has come and gone. They have their team at this point. By the way, Kyle Kuzma tonight, two points, played just six minutes on one of two shooting. Not a ton of action from him just yet. Only one foul, so not in foul trouble or anything like that. But it appears that the Wizards, with an 11-point lead, 30 seconds to go in this game, have played a pretty solid first quarter. I mean, they're shooting 72% from the field right now. Obviously, it's going to be pretty much impossible to keep that pace, but obviously also very high. And six of seven from downtown, Porzingis has hit five of those threes. He's five for five from downtown and also four for from the free throw line. So it sounds like it it might be one of those uh, 35 to 40 point games there for the man that is referred to as the unicorn every now and then. For the Knicks, Julius Randle, 12 points in 12 minutes on 4 of 8 shooting from the field. But I mentioned, too, coming out of the All-Star break, that the NBA sort of has an issue with its regular season and and not as much of an issue as as they have with the All-Star game. And the All-Star game isn't a real game, so how big of an issue is it really? Well, everyone cares about making money, and the NBA there is no different. They want people to tune in. They want people to watch their content and the fewest people ever for an all-star game that was televised tuned in to watch this year's event and I already gave you my thoughts on why the all-star game struggled and why it will probably continue to struggle in a segment on Wednesday but just to reiterate some of that there are several reasons one the format of the game is really difficult to follow now. You've got a new score each of the four quarters. And again, this is the all-star game. This isn't what they do in the regular season for any of the casual NBA fans that may think that they're going crazy. You're not. It's just the all-star game that they've completely switched the rules on. It's not unlike what happened with the Pro Bowl in the NFL, except they don't play a real game in the NFL for the Pro Bowl anymore, and that's because the game has become too violent. But from an NBA standpoint, Mention it's tough to kind of keep up with the rule changes. There's hardly any effort being put forward by these guys in this All-Star game. I mean, at one point, Team Giannis got out to such a large lead in that game that they were just throwing up shots near half court and, and making some of them, by the way. Uh, but but clearly, there was just nobody caring on the court for, for pretty much any point in that game. And it's supposed to be fun. You know, it's supposed to be a celebration. You get to watch the best players in the league go head to head, but that doesn't really give the viewers a whole lot to get excited for, you know? And I mentioned when it comes to the, the dunk contest and the three point contest, you got a bunch of guys that no one's ever heard of. And, and Mac McClung is someone that I've been following now for, for probably close to 10 years because 
I went to school down at Virginia Tech and spent three years there after I graduated. And then the three years after I graduated, when I was hosting my radio show down there for the CBS Sports Affiliate, there were tons of of highlight videos of Mac McClung circulating because he went to Gate City, which is also down there in a in a far southwest Virginia corner. And people loved him down there. He was he he was the hottest thing since sliced bread. I'm telling you. But outside of that part of the state, you know, uh, there there aren't a ton of people that know who Mac McClung is, and and he committed to Georgetown. I'm sure some folks around here, the D.C. area, remember when he was a Georgetown Hoya, but he ultimately transferred to Texas Tech. And I'm really happy for the guy because he absolutely deserved it. It was actually really cool to see him actually win that thing. But then you look at how many people were actually watching it, and it's like, ooh, yeah, not. And and I always have to to provide all of the context when it comes to this because I'm definitely well aware of people are watching TV less, certainly cable television, linear television less than they than than ever. It's 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 trickling down further and further. People are going to streaming, but they're 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 watching less live sports across the board. Now the NFL doesn't really have the same problem. Some of their ratings ebb and flow just a bit. They'll have a uh, a few things that might not quite be the as good as they were last year, but then a couple years down the road they'll top it because they get they get a really good matchup or or a really good game. So the NFL doesn't have to worry about that, but it's the NBA also Major League Baseball and the NHL are are struggling with their ratings as well. And, you know, I also have said when it comes to the NBA, you've got guys that are only playing probably 75% on any given night in the regular season. It's just not the most exciting brand of basketball. So I'm interested to see what the NBA does going forward with at least regard to the All-Star game, because you can't look at the results of what happened that weekend and not make a change, right? Obviously, the NBA having its worst ratings ever, they'd be best served to just go back to doing the game probably the way that it was. But I don't know how you're going to force guys to compete in the dunk contest or the three-point contest or, you know, make the all-star game more competitive and and make the rest of the regular season more competitive. Now, when we get to the end of the regular season, when we get to the playoffs, things really start to ramp up because guys are actually playing 100% and they're not just skipping games to rest and that whole thing. And it's not really a criticism. It's just kind of the way that it is. But it what it is is not the most exciting brand of basketball so anyway i digress and i'll give you one more scoreboard update as we go to a break wizards into the second quarter against the new york knicks they have a 12 point lead 41 29 954 to go in the second quarter there all right now real quick actually i'm gonna go to a break here in just a second but we're going to go first to the MGM National Harbor listener line. Anyone that else, anyone else that wants to jump on can do so at 800-636-1067. But got my guy, Captain Todd, on the line, calling in from Houston. Always got to carve out a little bit of time for the captain himself. Todd, thanks so much for calling in on a Friday night, buddy. How's it going? Hope you got a cold one in your hand. Hey, buddy. Hey, man, you know me very well. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I will soon. At, at about uh, 10.05, trust me, I'll have a cold one, too. <laughs> Excellent, man. If I was there, I'd buy it for you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. What's on your mind, dude? Uh, man, I, so I tweeted at you a little bit, and we talked a couple of days ago. It's, it's amazing how much stuff has happened in the two days since we talked. I know. Talk last. Uh, it, it's out of this world. Um, but you, you said something uh, pretty pretty recently a few minutes ago. 
uh, about the Wizards, perpetual mediocrity. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that the how isn't long, that how you describe them? How long have we been in perpetual mediocrity as Wizards fans, man? My whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your whole life. Uh, like our peak was maybe uh, John Wall jumping on the announcer's table yes. in Game Six and saying, yep. "This is my house." Yep, uh, I remember that. Maybe a little bit of uh, Gilbert Arenas and Jameson and, and Butler, right? Uh, getting to the second round, getting smoked by uh, Dwayne Wade and Shaq. Um, right. <laughs> man, God, the, it's rough. Even it's the. Just, yeah, I was going to say, even the difference, though, between those two, because I, I, I grew up with, with Gilbert, with Jameson, with uh, Karan Butler. I love those guys. I, I hold them very dearly in my heart. But the team that was probably closer to getting there probably was was Wall and, and Beal and those guys and uh, in 2017, that, that spring. They were just a game away from the Eastern Conference Finals, no? A game away, man. A game yeah. away. You know, when he jumped up on the announcer's table and said, this is my house, I was, I can't tell you how fired up I was, man. <laughs> I jumped up on my own coffee table like he was on the announcer's table and was like, that's it. We're, we're making it to the finals. You know, we're going to do something. Um, that didn't happen. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's so frustrating, man. You know, uh, they traded away. So the Caps also uh, traded away Hathaway and Orloff, which hurt. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a thing where, like, we kind of have to come to an understanding. The last time we, you and me talked a couple of days ago, we were talking about Strasburg, mm. and I, find, I kind of feel like it's it's very similar. Like, we kind of have to come to terms with the fact that the window might be closed. We might be looking at a different era here. Yeah, we're we're yeah. not going to make the Stanley Cup this year. The Caps, they they might not even make the playoffs, man. Yeah, and that's what it's looking like to me, Todd. And and that's what what has me worried. It was really the play of of the Caps of the last six games. Obviously, they're they're on this six game losing streak right now. But man, I thought in the Stadium Series they looked really old and slow. And I mean, even with Ovechkin back in the lineup, and and maybe with with Ovi reacclimating himself after being at home in Russia, grieving the loss of his father. You know, he'll take a couple of games to get back to the point that he was at but even with him last night the offense was really still not there yeah they weren't there and, and there's still injuries and there's still a lot of stuff to work out and you know a lot of people are calling for uh laviolette's head and oh yeah and saying that it's his fault and, and we should you know as a dc fan it, the first inclination is always to just say fire the coach right yeah this, this isn't just specific to the caps this is the Wiz. This is, uh, you know, Ron Rivera. This is every single coach in D.C. It's always like, you know, when they're underperforming, whether or not there's, there's injuries or whatever other the factors are, it's eh, fire the coach, fire the coach. I yep. don't think that's really the that's thing. Exactly right. Uh, I think LaViolette's actually done a, a good job. You know, Carlson was out. Ovi was out for a little while. And, and you know, uh, all the thoughts in the world go to his family and everything that he was going through. Um, but it just it seems like, even without that, I don't think the Caps are going anywhere this year. I don't think the Wizards are going anywhere this year. We know that mm. the Nats are in you know, a rebuilding year, and the, the best thing in D.C. sports that's going on right now is EB. Yeah. You know, is the enemy. <laughs> and the videos of Sam Howell, who looks like he just rolled out of bed at 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the, I don't know if you saw the video of Terry McLaurin with EB. Um I know a little off topic here, but 
I got a little teared up watching that man. Uh, it was cool, right? I I, I love it because they're 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 two very passionate guys. I know Terry's Terry is such the just the be, the ultimate professional man. He's gonna go out there. He's gonna grind his butt off no matter what, win or lose. And I think that's I think it's gonna mesh with Eric Bieniemy and his mentality like perfectly. Don't you? I do. You know, I, actually, I was thinking about this, and it hasn't really been talked about too much. Uh, and I, I don't really like to speak ill will about anybody. Um, but I kind of got this feeling that, like, Scott Turner was a play designer. I think he was very good as, like, an analytical kind of play designer kind of guy, but he didn't play the game. I, I don't feel like he was on the field in their faces on, uh, you know, on the practice field or on game day. And I feel like EB, like, the enemy is going to be in their face. He's going to be on the field, whether it's positive or negative, in their face. And I really think these guys are going to respond to it. Terry said so much in that little video where he was like, hey, I have no problem getting coached hard. You can coach me hard all day long, and you don't have to worry about these guys. Yeah. Which I also thought was excellent, man, like leadership going, I'm speaking for my, this entire group of guys. You don't have to worry about us. We're going to yeah. play yeah. hard for you guys. And I really think like that really spoke to everybody going, you know what, the enemy, the, the, the thing on him was he coaches people hard. That was the whole thing with Shady. McCoy, mm. who was like, I, I didn't like the way that he was in my face. Whatever. Right. Um, well, he was he past had, his prime at that point anyway. Shady McCoy was ready to, he was ready for his victory lap, you know? <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, he just wanted to ring. And uh, mm. I, B. Mitch, I think, uh, on, on the same radio station here, B. Mitch had just such a good response to that and was like, you know, some guys are in, some guys are out. And at that point, Shady was not getting the time. He was not getting the carries. He was out at that point. And if the enemy saw that and was like, if you don't buy in, then you're out, then whatever. And I think there was some ill will there, but whatever. That's, that's a different point. I, I think Jahan, B-Rob, A.G., Terry, Samuel, all these guys bought in hard. And that's why they were in the front row for that press conference. They, you know, another guy, I can't remember who it was. He said, players in the offseason in February get as far away as they can from the training center. They, they just they go home, they do their own training. The fact that all these guys lined up in the front row, Sam Howell, Terry, all those guys were front and center because they were so excited about EB. It just speaks worlds about his character and his coaching style and what they want. And I think they're going to respond, dude, in practice field or in-game, in practice, when EB is in their face, either telling them, you didn't do this right or – heck yeah, you did this right. This is what you got to do. I think all of them are just going to respond so positively. And I'm, I'm so fired up about that, man. Yeah, I, I am too, dude. I, I had the same exact takeaways. I think it says a lot, like you were saying, about how some of their best players were there front and center to, to take all that in. And Todd, before I let you go, buddy, and I've only got maybe about a minute here, I know you were fired up to talk about the defenders. The defenders want to know, top of all the power rankings, right? You psyched for week two? Thank you so much for bringing that up, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll be quick. I know you only got a minute left. So I, I was actually driving back from Biloxi, Mississippi. I went to a Mardi Gras thing there with my girlfriend who was driving from nice. Tallahassee. Cool. I thought the game was like at 1 p.m., so I thought I, I'd missed the game. I got back to my house in, in Houston with 10 minutes to spare, and I turned on 106.7 and heard Grant talking, Grant Paulson talking about pregame, and I go, oh, oh, my God, the, the game hasn't started yet? And Grant's going, 10-minute countdown. And I, I was so fired up, and I said, I can't believe I'm, I'm actually going to get to check this game out. And then they go down 18-8, uh, 
and then the deer snake gets confiscated, and there's lemons on the field, and they come back <laughs> in dramatic fashion, and they win the freaking game. And I am jumping up and down by myself in my apartment in Houston, up and down, fired up like it's a playoff game for the commanders. That was so great, man. And I tomorrow night, 7 p.m., uh, 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. I'm not sure. I'm still dealing with the time difference here in such time. I believe yeah, it's 7. I, I'm yeah. fired up. Yeah, man. Jordan Tiamo, Jordan Tiamo was on our practice squad for the uh, the commanders. Uh, the beer snake's going to be back. Maybe the lemons will be back. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I, I, I am so excited tomorrow night, man. I will be tuning in to the pregame on this station right here. I will be watching the game. And we're undefeated. And football is still going on in D.C. And I, I am so excited, man. Yeah, I, I am too. Todd, you are the man. Thank you for calling in, buddy. I'll catch up with you again soon, all right? Thanks, buddy. Uh, a few months from now, we're going to be talking college football, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to be hosting you down here in Tallahassee. I'm going to get over there. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Thank you, buddy. That's Captain Todd calling in from Houston. You too. He's a Seminole through and through, and, and the Seminoles meet the Hokies later on this fall. And it would be great to get down there to Tallahassee and hang out with Todd for that game. Although I know I wouldn't be as warmly received by other Seminoles as, as I would be my boy, Captain Todd. All right, let's get out of here. I'm over plenty over for this segment. So we'll come back. We'll have a very short segment to close out the seven o'clock hour right here on one six, seven, the fan. Appreciate everybody that's called in so far. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener line. Danny Noakes with you for overtime tonight on 1067 The Fan. We're wrapping up the 7 o'clock hour, and we're going to head on over to the phones right now. We'll take a quick call before we get to our next break. Let's welcome in Tim, who's calling in from Herndon. Tim, thanks so much for calling tonight. What you got on your mind? What's up, Danny? How you doing tonight? I'm I'm good, man. Good to hear from you. What's up? Nice to hear from me, too. Um, I just wanted to echo on what Todd was saying, the mediocrity from the Wizards. Yep. And I think that it, it stems from Ted Leontis, honestly. Like, the Capitals are mediocre, too. They've only made it past the second round one time with the best score in NHL history, and that is beyond <laughs> pathetic. And that is all on Ted. It's not on the GM. It's not on 5 million head coaches that they've had. It starts up top. Yep. Get the guys to go with Obi. Stop sticking with the same core. Like, it's time to move on. Like, he, he's only got, what, two, three years left, maybe? It's not fair to do this to him. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, and we'll, we'll see what ultimately happens with, with Ovi right there. And, and, Tim, thanks for the call, man. I, I appreciate it. I feel it, too, man. I'm telling you, when it, when it comes to the Wizards and the Caps, it feels like there's been a lot of similarities there. And the difference is that the Caps have – Ovechkin and they have a better core and they were able to get over the top in in 2018 but I think that's a great point that Tim made about how it starts at the top because it does the Caps have gone through several head coaches since uh since getting Alex Ovechkin in in the early 2000s right Barry Trotz was the only one that that had results of a Stanley Cup and Trotz is not only did he not get a contract after winning the Stanley Cup in 2018, he went to the Islanders and has since been fired by the Islanders as well. So, you know, there, there's a lot that's happened with both, but it, it it definitely sticks out more to me with the Wizards because of of the lack of championships. But I think I think Tim makes a great point right there, and I definitely I feel all of you out there who are who are in the the same boat as he but i gotta step aside gotta take a quick break we'll come back we'll kick off the eight o'clock hour i'll get you another scoreboard update as the wizards climb closer to halftime they do still lead the knicks and we'll do some college basketball as well some other topics there in the eight o'clock hour so stick around you're listening to 106.7 the fan 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 